Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to welcome you right now to the International Deliverance Ministries radio broadcast and podcast. My name is Evangelist Sean Benito. Praise God. And also International Voice of Deliverance Radio, 24 hours of uncompromised Christian radio. Praise God. We want to go right now into our topic of discussion. We want to talk about the importance and the necessity of the baptism with the Holy Ghost. The importance and necessity of of the baptism with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Father, I pray for all those listening to the sound of my voice, that God, you touch their hearts with your word. And that God, all those true born-again Bible-believing Christians that have been baptized with the Holy Ghost, that they would be encouraged to continue to seek your face and uplift your name and to be used by you to be a mighty tool of evangelism to win lost souls into your kingdom. And for those who have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, that they would be filled with the Holy Ghost who are saved, oh God, and that they would understand the necessity of it. They got that, that as a true born-again Christian, we need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And the God, your word tells us that we know that we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost when we receive the initial evidence of speaking with other, with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. God, and for all those who are not saved, God, save souls. And our God, I pray that they would be filled with the Holy Ghost and serve you once they're saved. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. The Bible talks about the importance of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. This is not a denominational teaching. This is a Bible-based teaching. Amen. It's, it's sound doctrine in the word of Almighty God. Amen. Yes, I am a Pentecostal preacher. Amen. Yes, I, I have been baptized with the Holy Ghost. But that is truly beside the point. The point is, does the Bible teach the baptism with the Holy Ghost? We know there's many right now in, in, in many denominations that do not believe with the, that the baptism of the Holy Ghost uh, is for today. Or they don't believe that the baptism with the Holy Ghost um, is speaking with other tongues or whatever the case may be. You need to put all that, you need to put the side, put aside right now any kind of denominational understanding. Let's go by the authority of the Word of God. We're not here to promote a denomination. We're here to promote what the Bible teaches. Jesus says, it is written, a man shall not live by, every, by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. You and I got to go by what the Bible says, not by what a denomination says, not by what a preacher says, me or anybody else, but what does the Holy Scriptures themselves teach concerning this particular issue and other issues as well? Amen. But we're talking about the baptism with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Is it biblical? And the answer is yes, 100%. It is biblical. It is of the Word of God. It is a teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. We go to Acts chapter number one and go all the way down in Acts chapter number one to verse number five. This is what the Lord Jesus Christ himself said, the Savior. He says this, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Now he's talking, of course, to his apostles. Amen. 
his disciples. Praise God. The Bible says, when they therefore were, were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye, listen now, verse 8, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in old Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Praise God. Of course, I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. But here's the, here's the thing now. We understand that this doctrine is of the Lord. This is Bible-based doctrine. Amen. He told his disciples who? The Lord Jesus Christ to tarry in Jerusalem. Amen. To go in Jerusalem, praise God, until they be endued with power from on high. How do we know this? This is what we understand from Luke's gospel. Amen. Luke's gospel, chapter number 24. This is what the Savior himself said at Luke's gospel, chapter number 24 and verse 49. And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be, be, be endued with power from on high. Until ye be endued with power from on high. Amen. And so the Bible teaches us, amen, that this is an important experience for every true born-again Bible-believing Christian who's repented of their sin and trusted the Lord Jesus Christ by faith to be their personal Lord and Savior. Amen. This is for Christians. You have to be a Christian in order to receive the baptism with the Holy Ghost, a true born-again Christian. Amen. So this means that the baptism of, of the Holy Ghost happens after you're saved. Amen. Hallelujah. It is, it is not... Uh, just an indicator that you are saved. It is It is. It's something that happens after salvation. So in other words, you have to be saved first and then be filled with the Holy Ghost. There's many, there's some, uh, of course, they call them the oneness doctrine, amen, the oneness Pentecostals. They believe that you have, that in order for you to be saved, you have to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. The Bible doesn't teach that. How do we know that? We're going to get to that in a moment, amen? We'll get to that in a moment. But the Bible teaches that the baptism with the Holy Ghost is biblical and it is necess it's necessary for every true born-again Christian to be a major witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. If it was not important, the Lord himself would not put emphasis on it. Amen. Of course, it is, it is not something that we need to be saved, but it's something that we need once we are saved to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. We're only saved by the blood of Christ. Amen. By repentance and faith in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ alone. But once we're saved, we need to be baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's when the Spirit of God comes upon the believer. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God comes to regenerate the believer at the time of salvation or conversion. Amen. That's what happens when we become born again. We're born of the Spirit. We're regenerated. We become a child of God. We have a second birth from above. A born again, we become a born again Christian. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's what it means to be regenerated. Amen. Hallelujah. God regenerates us by His Spirit and we become a child of God. Amen. And that's when the Spirit of God comes to live inside of us. But when the Spirit of God comes upon us, that is the baptism with the Holy Ghost, is when it comes upon us. The Bible says, Tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem. Until you be endued with power from where? On high. He comes down upon the believer. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's what Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says as we, as we just read. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Upon, upon you. Come down with power. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Amen. That's what the Bible refers to, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And what's the purpose of it? The purpose is to be a witness. Ye shall be witnesses unto me. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Of course, anybody, once they're saved, can be a witness for the Lord. Talk about the Lord and, and witness to people about the Lord. But what about witnessing with power? Amen. Coming to someone with power and demonstration of the Spirit of God. That's what makes the difference, my friend. People need, hallelujah, the Christian, the true born-again Bible-believing Christian needs to be filled with the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, and be used as a mighty, a major witness for the Lord Jesus Christ, because you can't do, for, you can't, none of us can do the work of worldwide evangelism in our own power or strength. We need the power of the Holy Ghost, and that's why Jesus says we need to be endued with power from on high, amen. So they tarried in Jerusalem, they obeyed the Lord's teaching, and so in Acts chapter number two, the Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and listen now, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. The Bible says they obeyed the the teaching of the Lord. There was there was at least one hundred there was one hundred and twenty. The Bible says in the upper room, waiting for the promise of the Father. 120 in the upper room waiting for the promise of the Father, waiting for the baptism of the Holy Ghost to come, amen, upon them. Praise God. And at this time, the Bible says that they received that promise. In Acts chapter 2, amen, verses 1 to 4, they received the promise of the Father. Praise God. And so this is what, this is what happened, amen. So in Acts chapter Number 15, it says, in those, and in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said the number of the names together were about 120. So there's about 120 in the upper room. The Lord's mother as well in the upper room. And that's when they were filled with the Holy Ghost in chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, and began to speak with other tongues. Now, this, the Bible indicates that speaking in tongues is the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Is the Bible evidence to know that you've been filled or baptized in the Spirit. Now, this is this is not a just a denominational teaching. It is a Bible-based teaching. We're going to look at it why. Look as to why. As we just read here in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen? Amen. So we go to Acts chapter number 8. Acts chapter number 8. Hallelujah. The incident where they were also filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. So in Acts chapter number eight, the Bible says here, amen, but in verse number 12, but when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. Now, this is talking concerning uh, when, Philip, when, the, when the evangelist Philip went to Samaria to preach Christ unto them. We see this in verse five of Acts chapter eight. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And of course, they believed the gospel and they got saved. Amen. Praise God. People got saved and believed the Lord. That's what we just read in Acts chapter 8, verse number 12. Amen. Hallelujah. And the Bible goes on to say in Acts chapter 8, verse 13, once they were saved, the Bible says, then, then Simon believed uh, also. Simon was a sorcerer full of witchcraft, and he believed he got saved as well. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. But listen to verses 14, 15, 16, 17. Amen. And so forth. 
Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they said unto them, Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Listen now to verse 16. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of Jesus, of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Notice what the Bible says. He who, who, he who, he, the Holy Ghost was, was what? He for he for as yet he was fallen upon none of them for as yet he the Holy Ghost was fallen upon none of them in other words he did not come upon them in power okay verse 17 then laid they their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost notice they were already saved they were already Christians they were already baptized in water then why if, if, if the if people are teaching in many denominations that that erroneously it's false teaching Amen. That doesn't mean that somebody's not saved because they're necessarily teaching this. Don't get me wrong. But it's false teaching nevertheless. If people are teaching the fact that you are once you get saved, you're baptized with the Holy Ghost, it's false. But we know even just from this scripture alone, amen, because the Bible says that he, the Holy Ghost, did not come upon or fall upon any of them at that time. They're only baptized, hallelujah, in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, in verse 17, then laid they, then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Listen. And when Simon saw that through the laying on the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, unfortunately, right? He tried to buy. You can't buy this thing. You can't train people to speak in tongues. People are trying to train people to speak in tongues and repeat after me. And they go and they, they say, repeat this after me. It's deception. It's a lie. It's not of God. Hallelujah. It's the spirit of God that will teach you how to speak in tongues. When he comes upon you, nobody has to teach you. And neither can anybody teach you that. It's of the Spirit. The Spirit of God gives the utterance. It's of, it's of the Holy Ghost. People trying to manufacture what God Almighty will give to somebody is deception. No man can manufacture the power of the Holy Ghost. You need to have the genuine moving of the Spirit. And many people become disillusioned because of that. And it gives ammunition to those who are cessationists. What is a cessation? A cessationist, rather. Cessationist is somebody who believes that the gifts of the Spirit, the baptism of the Spirit, and all those different things, and speaking in tongues and, and the gifts of the Spirit have been seized, have been done away with, and stopped at the time of the apostles. That's false. That is 100% false. It's unbiblical. It's an argument from silence. It's a fallacy. The Bible teaches no such doctrine. The Bible teaches the baptism with the Holy Ghost, tongues, the interpretation of tongues, amen, uh, prophesying and so forth, all revealed in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, amen, and 13, and, and 14, talk about the speaking in tongues, the gifts of the Spirit, and so forth, amen, the unknown tongue. We'll talk maybe a little bit about that at some other time in more detail, but we'll touch on it even now. But the reality is, is that this is biblical. This is scriptural. Amen. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is biblical. And it's subsequent means it's subsequent to salvation. It means it happens after salvation. Now, while it could also happen, you know, right after, immediately after salvation, as in the example of Cornelius, we're going to go there right now, in Acts chapter number 10. Amen. Acts chapter number 10, Peter goes to preach to Cornelius, who was a, uh, a Roman centurion. Amen. And he's, his heart is opening up to the true God of Israel. And now, amen, praise God, the Lord sends Simon Peter to go preach to Cornelius. Amen. That he would come to know the gospel and be saved. And hallelujah, and be born again by the Spirit of God. Now listen to what the Bible says as Peter was preaching. Amen. Hallelujah. As the apostle Peter was preaching to Cornelius. Amen. Hallelujah. Who was, uh, who was not saved at the time. 
and who, and who was hearing the gospel message preached unto him. Here's what the Bible says, praise God, in Acts chapter number 10, and we're going to begin at verse number 38. How, the, just, just the Lord speaking through, of course, Peter preaching, amen, to Cornelius. Amen. Says, and he talks about, and he says this, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all these things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Listen to this. Verse 40, him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, praise God, not to all the cho- not to all the people, but only witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that, that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. Now listen to this, verse 43. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Verse 44, listen. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on, listen to that now, fell on all them which heard the word, and they, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 46 tells us how and what happened. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Amen. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Then he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Listen, the Bible says they were baptized with the Holy Ghost. Who? Cornelius and all that were with him. Amen. They were filled with the Spirit. They believed, they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord, obviously. If they didn't, they would not be able to be filled with the Holy Ghost. The, the baptism of the Holy Ghost can only happen to a born-again Christian. Amen? You must be saved and regenerated by the Spirit of God first. And now the Bible says the Holy Ghost came upon them. Amen? He fell on them while he was preaching. Amen? They were saved. And then, he, then they got baptized with the Holy Ghost. And how did they know that they were baptized with the Holy Ghost? The Bible says in verse 46, For they heard them speak with tongues. And magnify God. That's how they knew. Tongues was the initial evidence, was the Bible-based evidence that they were baptized with the Holy Ghost. Now, in Acts chapter 8, amen, as we didn't see the word tongues there, it's implied because Simon the sorcerer saw something happen to the Samaritans when they were baptized with the Holy Ghost, when they were baptized with the Spirit of God. He saw something. So tongues is inferred there. And now we go, amen, to Acts chapter, hallelujah, Acts chapter number 11. Amen. Peter now talks to the, uh, the rest of the brethren concerning what happened. And he says in Acts chapter 11 and verse 15, he says, And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how, he, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye should be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Amen. So God is good. And this is what happened to them. The importance of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now we go to Acts chapter number 19. Amen. The Apostle Paul. Acts chapter number 19. He went to Ephesus. Amen. And Acts chapter number 19 and verse number 1 says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believe? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. 
when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. Notice that Holy Ghost, what? Came on them, upon them, right on with power. Amen. And they pray, and they spake with tongues and prophesied, and all the men were about 12. Now listen, the Bible says Paul went to the, to the believers in Ephesus. Amen. And he said, how do you receive the Holy Ghost since you believe? Look, amen. He thought they were believers. He thought that they were saved. He thought that they trusted Christ as Savior. And they didn't even know that there was a Holy Ghost. They didn't know that. Many people will say, well, yeah, but, but these people were not even, these people were not true Christians at the time. Listen, that's true. But Paul didn't know that. That's why he says, that's why he said, amen, uh, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? The question is that he asked them was this. Have you received the Holy Ghost after believing? Once you believe, since you became a Christian, since you became born again by the Spirit of God, have you received the Holy Ghost? Were you baptized in the Spirit? He's telling and asking Christian people that he thought was Christian this question. And they said, we did not even hear that there was a Holy Ghost. Then he explained it to them. Amen. He understood that there were baptism with the baptism of John. And then after that, amen, he, he, after that, what did he do? He preached unto them the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. They believed the gospel. They were baptized in water in verse number 15. Right. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They were saved at the time and they were baptized. He's not going to baptize someone who's not saved. We know that because, amen, Philip with the Ethiopian eunuch would not baptize the Ethiopian eunuch until the Ethiopian eunuch believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God until the Ethiopian eunuch was saved. No Christian would do that. They had to be saved first. Then he baptized them in verse 5. And then verse 6 says this, And when Paul had laid his hands on them after they were saved, after they were baptized, he lays his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues, hallelujah, and prophesied. Listen now. Tongues, hallelujah, is the initial Bible evidence as we saw in Acts chapter 2, verse 4. As we saw in Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10, verse 46, and Acts chapter 19, verse number 6. We see all through the scripture that they speak with tongues. That was the initial evidence, amen, of the baptism with the Holy Ghost. That's the Bible evidence as we look into Holy Scripture right now. It's not a denominational evidence. It's nothing like that. No, sir. It's what the scriptures teach, hallelujah. It's what the Christians believe at the time. Amen. Of the New Testament. Amen. The Bible, what the Bible clearly teaches us today. And so they were baptized with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And, the, and Paul saw the necessity for the Christians to be baptized with the Spirit of God. The apostles saw the necessity. That's why they went to Samaria to lay hands on the Samaritans to receive the power from on high. Listen, this is something you need as a Christian, not for salvation. You have to be saved before you receive it. But it's, it's, necessary, it's necessary for, for you to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost to be used as a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's imperative that you receive it to be a major witness for the Lord. You need to receive power from on high. Hallelujah. To be used to be a witness to win souls for the Lord Jesus Christ. In the, if it wasn't important, the Bible would not put any sort of emphasis on it whatsoever. But, but it does because it is of extreme importance. If you're born again, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You need the baptism of the spirit amen and you need to ask the lord to fill you he will fill you hallelujah he will baptize you a lot of people still living in sin and think they can be filled with the holy ghost no sir you got to be walking with the lord you got to be saved you got to be right with god hallelujah you gotta you gotta amen turn and flee from this untoward generation of, of, of vipers and sin and iniquity and abomination amen People want to be, people say, oh, I've been filled with the Holy Ghost and they're still living in sin, still fornicating, still lying, still doing all this deception. Listen, people are deceived. People, people think that they can walk in this, uh, perform, amen, uh, spiritual things, amen, and still be saved. You're deceived. 
The Bible says in Matthew's gospel, chapter number seven, many shall come to me in that day saying, Lord, are we not prophesy in your name, cast out devils and so forth. There are many wonderful works in that name. Jesus said, I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Listen, if you're a worker of sin, if you're homosexual, transgender, whatever, you're, in, uh, you're living in adultery, you're looking at pornography, you're doing all this kind of mess, you're lying, you're stealing, whatever it is, you're walking in sin and you need to repent. Amen. You may have been saved at one time and truly got right with the Lord and repented and been filled with the Holy Ghost, but you think that you're still filled with the Holy Ghost now and living in sin, you're deceived. The Bible says, be not deceived, the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Don't be deceived, my friend. Get right with the Lord. Turn from your sin and be filled with the Holy Ghost. God wants to use you in these last days of deception and compromise. That's the day what we're living in right now. And we need the power of the Holy Ghost to live this Christian life. Amen? To live right for the Lord. You can't live the Christian life in your own strength or might or power or will. You need to be filled with the Spirit. Amen? And to live holy and walk uprightly in the Lord. The Bible says, there is therefore now no con condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit but as we see here the Bible teaches the baptism of the Holy Ghost is biblical it is not some kind of amen thing that happened with the apostles in the early church of the first century and is now stopped nothing like that the Bible teaches it's for today. Amen. It's for now. Hallelujah. There's no scripture that teaches it's done away with. Amen. The only time the tongues will cease will be in the eternal state along with knowledge and prophesying. Amen. Hallelujah. That's when tongues will cease. Amen. In the eternal state when we're with the Lord Jesus Christ. Not before. There's no scripture that teaches such false doctrine. Amen. Matter of in fact, the apostle Paul said to the Corinthian church, I would that you all speak with, with tongues. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, I would that you all speak with tongues. He said that he even, he says, he said, I speak in tongues more than you all in 1 Corinthians. Amen. Chapter number 14. Hallelujah. The Bible teaches us this very clearly. But people want to try to produce lies, amen, to Satan wants to use people and churches and denominations to preach lies in order, people, in order for people not to be an effective witness for the Lord and to see multitudes be saved, amen. The Bible teaches us very clearly that the church, any church, should, should, not, should not forbid to speak with tongues in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 39. It is of the Holy Ghost. It is of the Lord. And if you have not been baptized with the Spirit of God, if you have not been baptized with the Holy Ghost and spake with other tongues, you need to be as a Christian. You need to be. You need to be. You need. You need. You need the power from on high. Amen. That's why the Lord said to the early church, tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from where on high when the Spirit of God will come upon you. Hallelujah. I thank God that I've been baptized with the Spirit of God. I'm not better than anybody else. Hallelujah. The apostles were not better than anybody else. They, they were men of God just like we are. Amen. Men of like passions as we are. They were godly, holy men. And the, the Spirit of God is for everybody, the, every true born again Christian, to be filled with the Spirit of God and to be used by the Lord in these, especially now in these last days of all this false doctrine and deception. You need the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. You need to build yourself up in this most holy faith. The Bible says to do that by praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because, look, listen, praying in the unknown tongue. Well, Bill is, is the, for the purpose of building up every true born-again Christian. Amen? That's what the Bible says. In verse number 4 of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. Hallelujah. Means you are edified by that, by speaking in an unknown tongue, because you're speaking mysteries unto God in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. Amen? What they speak, we're going to get to that maybe some other time. We'll talk more concerning the unknown tongue and the, the diversities of tongues. There's two, there, there are two different areas. Amen? 
Hallelujah. There's a tongues of men and tongues of angels. And so what the apostles spake in Acts chapter 2 was definitely the tongues of men to be a witness to the unbeliever as they were a witness to all those proselytes, Jewish proselytes. Amen. I can say it right. The Jewish proselytes at the time. And praise God. And so anyways, that's, that's, that was the tongues of men. The unknown tongue is something different. We can talk about that some other time when we have more time on our hands to do so. But right now, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you have not been. But first of all, before that, if you're not saved, most importantly, you must be born again. Amen. The Bible says, unless a man is born again, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You need to turn from your sin, escape an eternity in hell, and be given everlasting life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hell is real. And if you die in your sin, you'll go there for all eternity. It's not just for a few billion years or nothing like that. It's for all eternity. You don't have to go there, my friend. You can repent and accept the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, today's your day of salvation to be right with him and then to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You want to be saved? Just pray this prayer after me. A prayer itself can't save you. But if you truly repent and trust the Lord as your Savior, he will save you and he'll give you everlasting life. Mean this with your heart and the Lord will save you. Dear Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again from the dead on the third day, according to the Holy Scriptures. Lord Jesus, I deserve to go to hell. I deserve your wrath, your judgment. But Lord, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. And Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior, both now and forever. And, I'll, and with the hope of the Holy Ghost, I will live and serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you pray that prayer to receive Christ as your Savior and truly meant it and truly repented, amen. Hallelujah, you are a true born-again Christian in the sight of God according to the Word of God. We would like to send you our free booklet, What It Means to Be Born Again Absolutely Free. You just write to us on our website, internationaldeliveranceministries.org, and we'll give that to you, amen, absolutely free. Or we're working on, of course, an online Amen. Version of that where you can just view it online and download it for free. Also, praise God, you want to donate to this ministry. We would ask you that you would do that. We thank you for anything that you can give. No gift is too small. No gift is too large for the work of the Lord. Amen. We give God thanks and praise to preach this gospel around the world in Africa, Canada, the United States. Amen. Europe, around this world. Amen. We give thanks to God for all that he's done and all that he will continue to do. We love you. We're praying for you. God bless. Jesus.